Hey, what's up? It's Mike from the Pizza Beer Revolution podcast, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop Podcast. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I'm Gemma. I'm Andy. And we've got no James today, so it's just the two of us. (laughs) Just the two of us. You and I. James is getting his teeth whitened. His fake teeth whitened. Mm. (laughs) Maybe he's getting his dentures getting refitted. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, yeah, he ran out of polygrip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this week's episode of Talking Codswallop is sponsored by Polygrip. <laughs> so you can eat an apple in peace. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> so this is our Easter episode, because obviously it's the Easter weekend. So we have got a couple of things that we're going to be talking that are Eastery related. But before we do that, James, have you got any... Sorry. <laughs> I'm so used to saying James. <laughs> Andy, have you got any codswallop this week? Uh, no. Apart from I just called you James. That probably is but, your yeah. codswallop this Apart week. Apart from being called different names. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I don't call you Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm, not, I'm never in trouble. That's why. <laughs> not with me anyway. But yeah, James, I have noticed, calls you Andrew quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I let it go. <laughs> So, Andy, you're all codswallop free this week. Yeah, yeah. It's normal driving gripes. Uh, the parking thing came to a head. I was going to ask, actually, about that. Yeah, I uh, I threw my toys out of the pram. And just as I, I saw that one of their cars was parked in my spot, and uh, just as I was having a sweary session in the car, the, the partner turned up. And I just hopped out and went, um, could you just move your car, please? Because this is technically my spot. <laughs> And uh, they moved their car. Did you do it nicely or? I did. I played nicely. Okay. I said, oh, I don't know if you know, but um, that, that spot is for for that house and those two are for, for this house. And uh, she said, oh, oh, I'll get him to move his car. Uh, there's been one infraction since, which I was griping about. But as soon as he moved off, I um, I dumped my car back in that spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, she was probably thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, we want to keep the peace. We want to keep the peace. We're new neighbours. We want to do this. Yeah. And he was probably thinking, fuck that fucking guy. You know, he doesn't own the road. <laughs> That's it. And uh, the other day when when there was that other infraction, I parked in front of his car where my neighbour's wife would park her car. And I just Ooh. knocked on my neighbour's door and said, look, I'm just going to leave it there for a bit. Uh, and then I'll move my car back in. He goes, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. They're always uh, taking up the spaces. So <laughs> even though my next door neighbour's got his and his wife's spot pretty much blocked out all the time, they've managed to piss him off. So. <laughs> oh, man. It's not good, is it, when you're, mov- when you're uh, moving into a new area? I mean, like you said, it's, it's not like there's any markings on the ground or anything like that to sort of say it's your parking space. No, but it's just the way it is and... To be fair, they're both a little bit chabby. Uh, yeah, proper tracksuit bottoms as uh, evening wear. Uh, Wayne and Wayne Atta then. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smoking a fag. <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> Wayne. Wayne Atar. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it's been resolved for the time being and hopefully it continues to be anyway. Oh, so do I. <laughs> So I'm off for two weeks and my car is staying firmly put. Yeah, you're not going to take it out to P&Q. You're going to get an Uber or whatever to P&Q. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, I, I think when I'm safe during the working hours because uh, they should be at work. But uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, speaking of cars. Yeah. I've had a bit of a saga this year with, with my car because I've, I've decided not to take the company car and get take the cash allowance and get uh, a car for myself. And I ordered the car in February and I'm still waiting for it. And uh, I finally today got a build date for my car. So <gasps> mid-July, I will actually have a car seven and a half months after I've ordered it. Oh, wow. What kind of car are you getting? A3 Saloon. Is that an Audi? You're, talk- is, yeah. you're talking to a girl, remember? That's it. Well, I, I don't want to make any assumptions. Yeah, well, assume. <laughs> I'm a girl. I'm That's a typical it. female girl when it comes to cars. <laughs> I know how to inflate the tyres, put petrol in, and check if the oil is... Uh, Okay. <laughs> well, then you're not a typical girl, then, if you know where the oil goes. Yeah, I know where the dipstick is. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know James was here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that brings me to a, a quick story as well. You know, when I don't know when you were passing your test, if it was the case, but because I waited quite a few years later to sort of take up driving and things, I think I started learning when I was about 23 ish something like that basically when i was taking my test you had to do a the number plate and read the number plate um bog standard i guess but also you had to know different parts of the car as well you needed to know where certain things were so that when they popped the bonnet up you could go right okay that's where my water goes for the windscreen wash that's where such and such that's a dipstick, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Well, I actually yeah. did. I actually did turn around to the driving instructor and went, and he goes, "Where's the dipstick?" And I pointed at him and went, "There he is." <laughs> and he made a little mark in his little, little yeah. notepad. Yeah, one minor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I did my test when I think the threshold for getting minors was quite high, so mm. I passed with thirteen minors. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't have to do the uh, the bonnet inspection. It was, uh, yeah, read the license plate from 20 metres away. Yeah. And then hop in, do the test, and then uh, bish, bash, bosh, it was done. Uh, didn't have to do – I don't think I had to do a theory, or did I? No, I did have to do a theory. It took me four attempts to do my theory. Yeah, because I had to do what was called hazard perception as well. Uh, it was basically a video, and you would uh, sit – sit in a room with headphones on basically with loads of other people around doing exactly the same thing and when you watched it you had to sort of click with the mouse when you saw a hazard Mm. and you know it was like if you're going around a country bend and the sun's sort of dazzling on you you know that's a hazard if yeah you know obviously if a tractor's coming the other way major hazard you know yeah um but in this video as well there was like sheep on the side of the on the sh- not on the side of the road, but in a field sort of thing. So they weren't a hazard. Yeah. But <laughs> one of them, I actually burst out laughing during the test because um, one of the sheep actually sort of bounced up and then fell backwards. <laughs> and I was just like, that's brilliant. <laughs> and all these people are just like staring at me. What is she finding so funny? <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> Take this seriously. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, pa- I passed really well with that one, actually. Mm-hmm. It surprised me that I passed really well on my written exams because I am useless at exams. Yeah, I've done the same. It's, unless it's multiple choice, I pretty much failed the exams. But, but yeah, multiple choice, I'm pretty good at. Yeah. But the thing is, I didn't read the highway code. Um, that's why I <laughs> failed four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I studied that book. I mean, I don't know any of it now, but I studied that book. I don't think I got past the acknowledgements before I thought, oh, this is boring. Oh, I didn't read the acknowledgements. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I read it, I just didn't get past it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, that, yeah, a- in comic book world, that would be uh, a grade nine comic, I reckon. I think that's what mm. they called. So, basically, it's got no creases. It's got no dog ears. It's got nothing wrong with it. That's a perfect yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apart from the coffee stains where I used to put my coffee cup oh, on it. Bugger. Yeah. You're now down to a one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's only my David Eddings and Raymond E. Feist would be a grade nine. Yeah. 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 I'm not a big book reader. David Eddings, is he a, like, I want to say, sci- not sci-fi, but kind of like dragons and things like that. Science fantasy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, I think we've actually got some books, because my dad used to read all those kind of books. Yeah. So I think we've actually got some books. And The Hobbit is something that I've read. But again, mm. I, that, I've got my dad's copy, so I'm never getting rid of that. Yeah, it's silly little things that I've, I inherited, so to speak. I'm doing adverted commas, nobody can see. Yeah. Yeah, my, my brother got like quite a lot of stuff, because, only because I was not really that bothered. But yeah, with regards to, my dad's stuff. I've got one CD that he had. And yeah, I've got that Hobbit book and I've got a watch of his as well. And yeah. uh, you know, and that's it. Oh, and his sat nav as well. Cause I was insisting he gave that to me before he went away, before he went yeah. away to the fairies in the sky. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. My dad was into science fantasy. So he gave me the Hobbit to read oh. when I was young. And then when I finished that, he gave me David Eddings. Yeah. And then introduced me to Raymond D. Feist and Robert Jordan. So okay. I've got all of those. Oh, I don't know the last two. I definitely don't know the last two, but yeah, that David Eddings, I do know of him. I, least. it's controversial, but I would have preferred Raymond E. Feist books be turned into, uh, a TV series versus, uh, Game of Thrones. Not that I've, I've read the Game of Thrones and I do find Game of Thrones very interesting, but I just think the magician series from Raymond D. Feist would have been a better series, although it would have been technically very difficult to film because the main character spans about six generations. He doesn't age, he travels, you know, he lives through a long period of time. In the final series of the book, I think it's like the great, 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 great grandsons of the original people from the original book, but oh, it's wow. a lot more in depth. Yeah. That's actually quite interesting then. Maybe yeah. I should check it out. Maybe I'll just get like click onto Audible. We need to get Audible sponsoring us so that I can get mm. um order Audible downloads. Mm. Well, if you listen to um, those just things of fish or answer me this, they've got a code. Okay, so I can tell yeah. you off air. Oh uh, yeah, we want our own though, don't we, Andy? <laughs> we do, we do. We we want some of that zero 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 one cent for every listener. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all in our pocket. <laughs> so if That's you it. are a listener of the Talking Cods or a poly- uh, podcast and you would like Polycast. to uh, have Audible as one of our sponsors, please contact. <laughs> yeah. Spam Audible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah. But Create. yeah, if you do 
start off with the magician. That was the first one. Okay. And then just go down that rabbit hole. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, the other author that I actually really do like is Terry Pratchett as well. I so, see, yeah, I've, everyone's raved at him, but I've never, I've never picked up one of his books. Mm. And I think it's because it's a, uh, it's not serious and it's not comedy, but it's quite black humor. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Have you ever watched any of the films that sort of come out around Christmas time? No. Oh, you have no. to. Oh, you're not big into films, though, are you? So, um, but at least watch The Hogfather, because that is so good. It's basically, it's death. He's like, basically Father Christmas, but as death. <laughs> I'll, I'll shuffle that one into the, into the long list of films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got, um, The Godfather still to watch because I've never seen that. No, me neither. Me neither. And so, there's quite uh, a lot of films that I haven't seen. Maybe we could do a review on The Godfather then, if we ever get round to watching it. Yeah, it's just having a, a spare couple of hours. and Because uh, I think Godfather's one of those films you've just got to clear your mind and focus on it. It's not one to be picking up the phone and scrolling through your phone halfway through the film. Definitely, yeah. And you brought up about Game of Thrones. Do you actually watch Game of Thrones? I do, yeah. Yeah, so were you excited yesterday? I was, yes. When the first first episode in two years dropped. <laughs> I did. I, uh, I I was awake at half past six, even though I was on holiday, and uh, oh, wow. watched it on catch-up. <laughs> so I was watching that at like 7am, eating my muesli and drinking my coffee. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, okay, it's, uh, it's probably not the best thing, but I pre-recorded uh, the 2am version. And mm-hmm. then me and my mum, we watched it together because it's like a tradition that we watch it together. Uh, we watched it at like 6, 6 p.m. Because that's like sort of the time where we have our food and stuff like that. Mm. But my mum is has got a tendency to talk through things. Mm. It will be about the topic that, you know, the program that's on. I turned around to her and I said, unless you want your fate to be like Joffrey's, you will not talk through this episode. What do you mean I won't talk? No, it's just an hour, an hour out of your life. You can sit there quietly. <laughs> and to be fair, she did. So, cause I said that I refused to watch it with her otherwise, cause, um, it is a nightmare. I can't stand people talking. It's all right if it's like the second time watching something and, you know, you maybe then discuss it a little bit. But if it's the first time watching something, I have to be focused on what's going on on screen, you know? So I would have been less speaky, more E.T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was ready with the, the gaffer tape, you know? <laughs> but yeah. I did say at work that she will be of a fate of, of Joffrey. And I said, <laughs> with the poison and all, you know, she speaks mm. through this program. So, but she's very, very good. I have to give her full praise. She was very, very good. Awesome. So, mum, if you're ever listening to this episode, because you sometimes listen to these podcasts, uh, even though it's actually your favorite daughter on the episodes every single time, <laughs> just note down that I said something nice about you, okay? <laughs> 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 I say, I mean, um, 
I found the first episode a bit slow going though. Yeah, I've only got six episodes. Come on, let's let's get this thing going. Maybe me and you should talk about this off mic because I was thinking that I don't want like there to be any sort of spoilers for anybody. You know, because there's a lot of stuff that I really want to talk about, but at the same time, I don't want anybody listening, if they haven't watched it yet, to sort of be spoiled by it. Or we could just say, spoiler alert. Oh, uh, we could just say, spoiler alert, yeah. Uh, All right, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gemma will place in how far you can skip ahead in the edit. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, though. <laughs> you have to just yeah. listen. Well, it's kind of common knowledge anyway. Uh, because Bran and Sam have already discussed in the final of the last episode, um, of the previous series, sorry, that Jon Snow is obviously the king of all, isn't he? Yeah. All seven kingdoms. You know, when he was being told, it was almost like you could see his face drop. Oh, fuck, I've fucked my auntie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but there was also like a, but it's my auntie, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Ooh>, sexy! <laughs> a, is it? Is it wrong? It's yeah. my auntie. Is it? It's not like it's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, or my or, sister. Or my sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got the Lannisters for that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Tyrion Lannister is my favourite. Yeah, no, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I was trying to think who mine is. Um, I think I have a favourite per se, but uh, I think I, I like all the sort of smaller comedy characters, like the um, the guy who was the the squire for the uh, for the lady knight. <laughs> yeah, I spoke to the actor who played that, and I upset him. Oh, is that the guy you upset? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My first ever interview with someone famous, and like it was going really, really well until I asked a certain question. And I can't remember the question, but it was, it wasn't appropriate, to be honest. I, it was nerves got the better of me. I kind of thought to myself, oh, I'll just ask some really stupid questions. You know how you can Google questions that are like, not like would you rathers, but you know, just gets like a bit of a interesting topic, yeah, conversation yeah. starter sort of thing. Yeah. And this, this question went down very, very wrong. But, um, oh. you know, he was a good guy. You know, he, he didn't. And I actually, I actually messaged him. You know, like on Twitter and not, not DM'd him, but you know, just publicly messaged him apologizing. Yeah. And he said, Oh, please don't worry about it anymore. So it, yeah. it's all good. But at the same time, every time I see him on screen, I'm like, Oh, that was your cringe moment. <laughs> yeah. I really upset him, but there you go. There you go. That's it. That's... <laughs> but no, so yeah, hopefully the, the speed will pick up from the, the second series, because what I wouldn't want to have for it to plod along, and then for the last two episodes, it all just crams everything into mm. two episodes. Yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, because it's only six, isn't there? So Yeah. Which is so annoying, but it's, I think the last one is two hours long. Ah, okay. I heard that somewhere. I did this at work today. If you actually type into Google, uh, how many episodes, and then it just fills in the rest of it, Obviously, everybody has been Googling how many episodes is the latest, uh, you know, Series 8 Game of Thrones or Season 8 for our American listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's always series. <laughs> yeah, see, it's series for us, season for them, isn't it? So, but yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, but I, no, I really enjoyed it. I love seeing all the characters back again. I love Sam as well. He really, I really do love Sam. I love the underdogs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. They're, they're the ones I gravitate towards. Yeah. Bran really annoys me. He's weird. Isn't he? 
Yeah, just staring all the time. Yeah, but then at the end as well, when uh, he sees uh, Jamie Lannister, and obviously because he's crippled because of him, isn't he? Yeah, who I confused for Sean Bean because of the he, he's suddenly gone from a blonde god to a grey old man. I was like, ah. Oh. All right, so Sean's back then. He didn't die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. And then, then the next day, it was like Jamie's return. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm glad I didn't say anything on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, um, did you hear the potential reference to uh, Ed Sheeran as well? Because obviously he had a crappy... I'm not a fan of Ed Sheeran. So he had a crappy cameo yeah. on... The, the previous uh, series. So when there was the three prostitutes with um, yeah, <sighs> Jerome Flynn. <laughs> that's yeah. his actor's. That's the actor's name. So I, I can't remember what the character's name is. And yeah, they were referring to a uh, ginger guy who'd lost his uh, lost his face. Yeah, it had been burnt <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that was a reference to um, to what's his face? Ed Ed Sheeran. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit, I, I had to rewind the uh, episode a couple of times because it was that slow. What, just during that bit? Or? <laughs> well, no, that bit got left on pause. I've still got the image burnt into the screen. No, it was, okay. it was going that slowly that I was picking up the phone and I was just playing with the phone. And uh, then I'd look up and I'd miss something because I had to keep rewinding it. I was like, no, put the phone down and watch it. Oh, see. That's how slow it was for me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was overly, overly slow. But yeah, I suppose... They've got to do the build-up. Yeah. I appreciate they've got to build it all back up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, we've drifted off of Codswallop. But um, I was actually going to say I've got some Codswallop this week. We'll change the subject now. So all of you Game of Thrones uh, fans that didn't want to hear, uh, <laughs> the 25-minute mark, nearly 26-minute mark, we've stopped talking about it. <laughs> so do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> I have got some Codswallop this week, but I've actually got some positive Codswallop this week. So there's a little twist on our little uh, segment there. Uh, actually, two bits of um, positive codswallop. First one is, well, it was a listener that I thought that we'd actually lost, you know, because I haven't heard from him for quite a while. And I thought I thought to myself, oh, he must have, like, stopped listening or whatever. And so I, I messaged him just, you know, because I, I sent a survey out to a, a few people which if you received it and you sent it back in, thank you ever so much for that because I'm going to share the feedback with the guys as well so that we can sort of go through it and, you know, make adjustments. But we're going to make our own adjustments, but, you know, sort of work with your ideas and things like that as well. So but so I sent this to the guy, you know, because I was kind of like curious if he's still there in the in the world, you know, like actually actually listening. But he actually posted on Twitter to somebody famous, a... Uh, Jordan Belfort, I'm not sure who he is, is saying that, you know, us guys are amazing, that he should chat with us when he can. So I then sent him a message saying, this post made me smile so much, I thought we'd lost you. Glad you're still with us. 
And just so that everybody knows, sorry, who I'm talking about, it's um, TSDJoker64 on Twitter. Okay. And he put, oh, no, I listen every single time a new pod comes up. I've just been super busy at home and at work, so not been on Twitter as much. I still adore your podcast. And I was like, yay! (laughs) Excellent. Awesome. So thank you still for being with us. We love you. And now my other bit of uh, Codswallop, which is super exciting. And this one only happened today. I'm actually going to play a clip for you. So I've had it queued up and I've realised that I need to fast forward it a little bit. Do, do, so do, Andy's going to hear do, a rough do, version. Do, of- do. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I've done it, Andy. You don't need to fill in the gaps. <laughs> um, I was going to say, Andy, you're going to hear a rough version, but I'll um, obviously edit in a bit nicer version. Oh, right. Uh, I get I get the dog ends in, do I? I get the um, shit Because the I, I didn't have time between getting home, eating, setting up, recording okay it's all right i'm used to shitting the napkin (laughs) my favorite quote from last week's episode (laughs) (laughs) great callback (laughs) yeah quite often it's your lines that are my favorite part and i'm like it should be mine (laughs) anyway mine uh this was announced on the ralph report which is a podcast on patreon by the lovely, wonderful Ralph Garman. So let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> but I want to kick things off by talking to the four-star generals. As you know, four-star is part of the, the perks of being a four-star general is you get a personal phone call from yours truly. I reach out and call you, and then we talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about for as long as you like. That's part of the deal of being a four-star. And we do, uh, every month, we pick five four-star generals at random, and then we announce them here on the show. And then uh, Carrie will reach out via email and we'll set up a good time for our, us to get together on the phone and talk. So I wanted to let everybody know who the month of April's four-star generals are that I will be reaching out to. Adam Ridgewell from Brandon, Florida. Adam, you and I will be talking at some point. This is fun. Gemma Williams from Dorset, England. Good old Gemma. She was one of the first members of the Garmy to get on board with this show. She started the uh, Ralph Report fan page Twitter account. She's got her own podcast called uh, Cod Swallop. Yeah, I just did it uh, last week. Did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. She's a terrific lady, and I'm so glad we pulled her name out. And uh, Gemma, if you'd like to trade in your phone call for having me be a guest on your podcast again, I'm happy to make that arrangement. That might be more uh, useful to you than just chatting with me, because... You know, what do you get out of that? But if I do it and you record it, then you, you got a little something-something. Awesome. And I'm so excited. Oh, excellent. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Looks like Ralph Garman's going to be a guest on our show again. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So we like returnees. We do. Yes. Yeah. We've had quite a few now. So that is obviously very good. And uh, yeah, we will get the others lined up as well. I think and also that we need to kind of get James and Ralph to have like a, a voiceover off. <laughs> A voice off. A voice off, yeah. (laughs) 
So yeah, so James, yeah, you need to start practicing your voices, okay, James? Okay. I I'll do that. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so so that is my codswallop for this week. So that wasn't technically codswallop, really, because it wasn't negative. It was all positive. I thought we said to leave positivity at the door. Uh, no, that's something you do. I am extremely positive. Uh, I'm I'm the I'm the all year round Grinch. <laughs> you are. <laughs> On the note of the Grinch, good segue there, sir. Let's talk about Easter. <laughs> yes. Actually, one codswallop that I've got, which is a real codswallop, and we could possibly discuss the cream egg, the promotion that they've got at the moment, with obviously the white cream egg. If you find a, just in case nobody knows. If you find a white cream egg, then you can win 10 grand or 10,000 pounds for international listeners. And did you think that that white cream egg actually exists? Yes. Because I don't. Do yes. you? For a company like, sorry to be all boring and dull, but for a company. N- no, it's fine. For, for a company of that size, they have to under the uh, competition's regulations. So yes, it will exist. It's the ones that you see pop up on your Facebook ads and Instagram feeds. It's those competitions I don't trust. So, yes, it will exist, and it will be in some corner shop in the arse end of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it will sit on the yeah. shelf for, like, 12 years before they they finally get around to selling it. Yeah, okay, that's all right. This all stemmed from earlier when I was just in a shop, and obviously there was the buckets full of them. And, you know, three for a pound. So it's not, it's not too expensive. You know, it's pretty good, especially if you're going to potentially get 10 grand out of it or if not chocolate. It was like overhearing a child speaking to her mum about, you know, oh, you could so easily sort of unpeel the wrapper, you know, kind of thing, which, you know, to be fair, you could. And I've seen a few that have been kind of semi unpeeled. (laughs) So you know what they're up to, but. I was also wondering if it was sort of like almost like borderline gambling in a way because you are, it's sort of encouraging people to gamble in a way, isn't Uh, it? It's it's a very fast and loose definition really of gambling Um, because it it is a game of chance. But like for kids and stuff. In a way, it is a game of chance. So it is a bit of gambling, but from the anyone who runs a competition in, in that kind of industry, it's really there to increase sales because they're yeah. playing on, oh, I could win some money, I could win a holiday, I could win this out of the other, and it's encouraging yeah. you to then buy more of that product. But me being a cynical old grinchy old farm, it's <laughs> like, nah, I'm not going to win, I'm not going to spend no. lots of money. Did you hear about the, the teenager who spent £120 at McDonald's on the Monopoly game? Oh, my God, no. Yeah, I didn't read the whole story. I just saw the headline oh God. and just rolled my eyes. But, yeah, it's 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 aimed at those people who are stupid enough to get their entire life savings to win less than they've spent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like I'm sat here. I'm, to be fair, I'm sat here. So I'm just talking about gambling and whatnot. I'm, I'm an advocate for gambling because... <laughs> I've actually, I actually brought three scratch cards the other day. I know, shame on me. Yeah. Yeah. They each cost two pound. I won two pound. So I'm down four pound. (laughs) (laughs) Pounds. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not, I'm not against gambling. I'll have a little flutter Mm -hmm. 
on the on the GGs every now and again, you know, for the Grand National, which is our um, you know our Kentucky Cup for the Americans or Melbourne Cup for the uh, Aussies. The National Lottery I haven't played for years. No, um, but one thing I it does grind me a bit is Liverpool are sponsored by Bet Victor. Who's that? And one thing I. That's a big betting company. Oh, right. Okay. And the one thing that I think is really off, and I'm surprised the Advertising Standards Agency and the Gambling Commission haven't put the kibosh on this, is that the Liverpool Twitter and Facebook Mm -hmm. feeds will promote the odds Mm. for the games for BetVictor. And I think that's just... Mm, no. It doesn't sit well. Gambling, if you are a really strong person and don't have an addictive personality, there's nothing wrong with gambling because you, you're you capable of controlling yourself. But yeah. for someone like me who has an addictive personality... And me. It's, it, it, it's a black hole and you can quite easily fall down the rabbit hole and just end up losing lots of money. You know, yeah. so I, I'm very gun shy and I think it's... I don't think it's right. I think it's uh, immorally wrong for sports clubs to be sponsored by betting companies and then to promote betting. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you there. Because also in the sense that, you know, I've got like an an addictive personality, you know, because everybody loves it. No, um, you know, but also mine is more of a collector kind of personality as well, which is why... I refuse mm. to get into comic books. I want to yeah. get into comic books so badly, but I refuse to let myself because I know that if I get one issue, I will want all 600. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completionist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am a complete completist. Um, you know, it is, it's really bad. It's got to the point that I'm just like, right, I need to start selling stuff off now, you know, because so, yeah. you know, <laughs> so, but you know, I live within my means as well. Yeah. Well, I do now. Yeah. In the past, I haven't, but I do now. But yeah, I did a sort of like last Grand National. So I've put some money on the ponies and, uh, yeah, I think I won about 30 quid. So that was pretty good. Um, my best result was, uh, in France. Uh, it was my uncle's 60th. And so the whole family went over to this area in Normandy, um, where there's this, uh, sort of famous racetrack. And, uh, I'd, I was about to put a bet down and I was just looking at the parade ring and I, and this grey caught my eye because it was just prancing on its hocks, just dancing along. And I thought, thought, oh, you'll be a good little punt. So I put 10 euros on, didn't realise what the odds were. Yeah. And, uh, I won 600 euros. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, wow. That's amazing. I was like, oh, hello. Yeah. I didn't didn't spend any more money for the rest of the the time at the track apart from buying beers for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because that's the problem, isn't it? You win 600 uh, euros, pounds, whatever. And, um, yeah. And then you, and then you think, oh, well, I might put some more money on. I might put, yeah, by the end of it, you're like, Mm. out 600. That's it, because the odds, like 60 to 1 are, are odds that you won't get in the UK. I think, I'm not sure what they're capped at, but I think the odds in the UK are capped, so they, they don't yeah. go as high as 60 to 1. So I didn't really appreciate what the odds yeah. were. I was like, yeah, I'll stick a tenner on. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, top tip for a complete amateur, if uh, if you're looking at the parade ring, 
go for the horse that's prancing around on its hocks, all excited. That's probably going to yeah. be all weird. Yeah, because it's on steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the darker side of gambling. <laughs> so anyway, Andy, Easter. Yes. Before we sat down to record today, I tasked both Andy and James, who obviously could not complete his homework, so he's called in sick, <laughs> to uh, come up with some Easter stories or some topics related to Easter. I also did the same as well. Um, so, Andy, what what do you bring to the show today? All right, so... Our- Shit, I forgot to, like, um, I forgot my dog ate it. Yeah. <laughs> my dog ate my laptop. Yeah, oh no, oh no. Yeah, I backed my homework up to the cloud, and then the cloud went and rained everywhere and ruined my homework. Oh no. So, uh, no. So, the first thing I thought I would do was for our American listeners. Okay. So, apparently, according to quote unquote some sources, mm hmm. Uh, the Easter Bunny first arrived in America in the 1700s with the German immigrants who settled in Pennsylvania. Ah, okay, did they? Okay. Yeah, and they, they brought their tradition of the egg-laying hair called the Osterhase, mm-hmm. or Osterhaus, which is basically the Easter hare, um, or Easter Bunny. And their children would make nests, uh, which the the creature would lay its eggs in. Oh. And eventually that just spread throughout the, the US and the fabled rabbit Easter morning deliveries expanded to include chocolate and other types of candy and gifts. And then the baskets then replaced the, the nests. And uh, you know at Christmas when children leave out mince pies and a little shot of brandy for uh, Rudolph and the uh, and Father Christmas, who doesn't exist? Uh, 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 Andy, there may be small children listening. And anyway, there's also okay, adults well, like me who dispute the fact that Father Christmas does not exist. <laughs> Father Christmas does exist. The Tooth Fairy does too. So does the right, Easter Bunny. All of them do. All right, Andy, so stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever gets you through the 365 <laughs> days of the year. <laughs> yes. So apparently children, I've, I've never heard of this, but uh, children would uh, used to leave out carrots for the bunny Aww. in case they got hungry from all the hopping around. Oh, that's cute, isn't it? Yeah. That is really cute. But also, if you feed the uh, the rabbit enough carrots, it goes to very tasty in the stew that you make with it later. <laughs> I'll tell you, get some green beans, fry them off with a bit of butter and garlic, <laughs> and a nice rabbit stew. <laughs> the perfect Easter meal. Oh, this episode's going to be called The Fate of the Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really funny. Would you put any mashed potato with it? No, I'd have a, because it's a French dish. Yeah. So I'd have potato gratin. What's That's the sliced, sliced, uh, Potatoes, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's uh, different types. My favourite is the, the Delphinoir, which is with cream, oh. which is really rich. It is yeah. just oh, very rich. You've got the rich rabbit stew. You've got the green beans <laughs> fried off in garlic butter. Oh, garlic! And then you got the <laughs> and then you got the uh, potatoes cooked in cream. Okay, well, I'm all for that. Apart from, well, I don't think I could eat rabbit, but. The definitely not the garlic. Okay, so you're gonna have to cook that up for me without the rabbit <laughs> and the garlic. 
All right, I'll get you a happy meal. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> you get a toy with that. Don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> and a free Sunday. <laughs> okay, so that's our American listeners obviously covered. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I didn't realise that it actually started over in America. So that's actually quite interesting. Well, yeah, the, the Germans brought it over. Okay. So really the Germans started it, but then the uh, it then went full-blown commercialised. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think if I remember rightly, in Germany they still have the kind of traditional Easter painted egg wow. hunt rather than the chocolate egg hunt. Well, you may find out in a moment when I talk about my section of the Easter stories. No. So, um, but if you've got more, I will not interrupt. Yeah. So closer to home, we we have that really odd tradition with the. Um, Morris dancers. Yes, yeah, we do, don't we? I, I never. No, isn't that? Yeah. Uh, isn't that May festival though? Well, the the Rose Queen festival or something like that. Well, that's there is the May Day one, but you know because it's the kicking, you know, because Easter's really about the kicking off of the the spring with all the fertility. Yeah, nothing so, about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, nothing. You know, the, the the Christians were looking for something. Go, this Jesus, this Jesus. Oh, you pagans! Oh, this is really Jesus. This isn't your uh, your fake gods and goddesses. No, exactly. Because I don't know if you actually did know this, but yeah, because it actually started out as a pagan holiday festival yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and then the yeah Christians sort of took it over. So exactly what you just so, said, basically. But I just said it again. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, so some villages still will kick off their Morris dancing um, around the Easter festival, but then you've got the May Day with the Maypole is the main kind of celebration. Yeah, I used to do that when I was a child, by the way. Oh, bless you. Are you still scarred? Every yeah. time you hear the jingles, you start to shiver. Yeah, pretty much. And for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, Google it. Just type in Morris dancing into YouTube and be prepared to be shocked. <laughs> Along with this episode, we'll post it on social media for you to all enjoy. That's it. Yeah. She says loosely, because enjoying you won't. <laughs> loosely. <laughs> yeah. In some of the eastern countries, um, you know, I think it's Slovakia where they will birch. Don't talk about countries countries too much, though, Andy. You know what my topic's about. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, carry on, but yeah. don't don't ruin my segment, my bit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just do this, this last. I think it's two. So I forget which way round okay. it is, but there's one country where. They will take their um, daughter, not not sure their daughters, but their the female relatives of the family. They will spank their bums with birch trees. No, to uh, basically sort of thrash no. them into good health, basically, and get them all prepared for the for t- you know, the fertile time of the year. The listeners will know why I let out and <laughs> let out and no scream in a second. <laughs> and then, thanks, Andy. Sorry. And then in the other country, they they douse them with cold water to cleanse. Oh. Them. Fuck you, Andy. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, did we look at the same Google page? Right. So, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so, in Hungary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got one about Hungary. <laughs> yeah, well, you've already covered that one. Um, you just didn't know which, yeah. uh, which 
uh, country. So sprinkling is yeah. a popular Hungarian uh, Hungarian Easter Monday tradition in which boys playfully sprinkle perfume, cologne and water over young women's head and ask for a kiss. Nice. People yeah, people used to believe that the water had a cleaning, healing and fertility. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then there's a poor girl that is getting doused in water. I mean, you know, I mean, Andy, you could, you knew I was talking about uh, different countries. <laughs> you deleted you deleted your message before I got a chance to read it. <laughs> yeah, but I'd written because the original premise, if, you know, just for our listeners, was <laughs> go away, do some research, do not tell anyone else what you're researching, so we can be surprised. And then yesterday you posted <laughs> links, and I had to remind you that we weren't supposed to know. <laughs> I know, but also like um, a little peek behind the curtain as well. I knew that certain people were feeling a little bit overwhelmed this week with their work and whatnot. So I thought I'd be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and then realised. Yeah. And I thought I'd wipe <laughs> yeah. my neck in and uh, pull my finger out. So. So basically what I've gathered together, just uh, because obviously I've just jumped right into it, but as she has explained... This is how 13 different countries celebrate Easter around the world. So, which is why I've kind of jumped in, not, not letting Andy carry on, because hopefully he won't ruin it for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so number two is France. In a town called Hawks, I want to say, a giant omelette is made of 4,500 eggs that feeds 1,000 people. And it's served in the main town square. The story goes, when Napoleon and his army were travelling through south of France, they stopped in a small town and ate omelettes. So, I guess that they're at least egg-related, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move out of Europe, did you have anything on Finland? Uh, no. Oh, this is weird. So, it's a little bit... I think they're, they're, they're a bit crazy in Finland. Oh, really? Okay. Because they have witches. Okay. Well, I mean, you could... Uh, what we could do is if I finish mine... Yeah. And then maybe any countries that I don't cover, you could do. Yeah? I went for a purely European feel. Yeah, because actually it sounds like we've got different... We've got slightly different ones. Yeah. So that might be quite interesting. So, so uh, number three is Brazil. Uh, besides being crazy football fans... There's a crazy tradition of creating straw dolls to represent Judas, the apostle known for betraying Christ, and hanging them up in the street and beating them up. There you go. <laughs> and many times, politicians involved in scandals become Judases. <laughs> Judases is not easy to say. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> Judases, 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 Judases. <laughs> But it is not at all aggression. And on Easter Sunday, called something that I can't pronounce, <laughs> <laughs> inspires many versions of carnival in many small towns to celebrate the end of Lent. Mm -hmm. Next one is Spain. That one is one of the biggest Easter celebrations takes place in Seville, where 52 different religious brotherhoods parade through the streets manifesting the crucifixion. With thousands watching the daily processions of marching band and decorating candle lit floats, heathing with statues illustrating the Easter story. 
Mm. Yeah. A lot of them are steeped in Catholicism. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. You've got the, the someone throwing water on somebody. That's a weird one at the moment. Yeah, and our Morris dancers. Yeah, that and Morris dancers, <laughs> which isn't covered, but we covered it, so well done. <laughs> and then I've got Greece. Corfu, which is the tradition of pot throwing, takes place on Monday. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. I really, you know what? It's so good that I edit this podcast because <laughs> my reading is so terrible. It's going to sound so smooth when I hear this back. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I reread it as well, but nobody ever knows. <laughs> the tradition of pot throwing takes place on the morning of Holy Saturday. People throw pots, pans, and other earthenware out of their windows, smashing them on the street. Mm. Some say the custom of throwing pots welcomes spring, symbolises the new crops that will gather in their new pots. Others say it derives from the something or others who, on a New Year's Day, used to throw out all of their old items. So that's a pagan one. Yep. We've got Indonesia, but that's very Christianised as well. I just want to see if there's any weird ones. Oh, Czech Republic. So, you know, we haven't covered this one, Andy, have we? <laughs> <laughs> On Easter Monday, there's a tradition in which men spank women with handmade whips made out of willow and decorated with ribbons. According to legend, the willow is the first tree in to bloom in spring. So the branches are supposed to transfer the tree's vitality and fertility to the women. Mm, yep. So, yeah, that's the one that's shared with the uh, Slovakia. Slovakia, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Bermuda. This one's quite interesting. On Good Friday, the locals celebrate by flying homemade kites, eating codfish cakes, and hot cross buns. Oh. I want to live there. Yeah. That sounds like fun. I want to live there. The tradition is said to have begun when a local teacher from the British Army, yeah, rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves, Britons never, never, never shall be slaves, <laughs> had difficulty explaining Christ's ascension to heaven to his Sunday school class. He made a kite, traditionally shaped like a cross, to illustrate the fact that he went up to heaven because I ballsed up the word. In a kite. In a kite. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go on to any of yours, and yep. uh, if I see any of mine that you don't mention. I'm just going to do two. Okay. And then that'll be it from me. So, yeah, so in Finland, uh, so compared to Christmas, Easter is not enthusiastically celebrated amongst the Luther Lutheran Finns. Um, but the children uh, do dress as witches. Uh, so back in the day, evil spirits and witches were believed to roam around the country doing mischief on the sun on the Saturday before Easter. Finnish children reinterpret this old belief by wearing old and oversized clothes and headscarves, painting freckles and rosy cheeks on their faces, and whisking birch twigs decorated with feathers and crepe paper. Oh, I quite like that one, Mummy. Yeah, so mammy is a traditional Finnish Easter dessert. Uh, the dish is made by mixing water, rye flour, and powdered malted rye, seasoned with dark molasses, salt, dry powdered Seville orange zest. And the oranges can be traced back to the 16th century. Oh, did a bit of a trump there. 
its origins can be traced back to the 60s. You did a bit of a gemmer. Come on. <laughs> no, no. Did you did you not hear what Trump did last week? No. No, what? He couldn't pronounce origins. He kept calling it oranges. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So its origins can be traced back to the 16th century. Uh, but some brainiacs believe it originates from medieval Germany or even from the great Persian Empire. Uh-huh. And on the subject of Germany, I will close off with, with the German way of doing things. So apparently many Germans make it their tradition to eat green food on Maundy Thursday, including spinach or Frankfurt's famous green sauce. Okay. This is due to the word Donnerstag, Maundy Thursday, which contains Grün, which is green in English. Almost every region of Germany has its own celebratory green dishes for the holiday such as the savoury leek yeasted cake called Gruner Kuschen uh, from Hesse in central Germany. Look at your pronunciations. Yeah. Who'd have thought you lived there for three years? Yeah, exactly. That's the only time my pronunciation has ever been correct in that time. (laughs) So, um, but one thing that used to get my go um, when I lived in Germany is Good Friday is illegal to dance. And... The, uh, the pubs and bars do not play music. Oh, really? Yeah. I never could quite get my head around it, but I guess it's got something to do with not enjoying yourself on a, such a deeply religious day. I guess that you wouldn't be able to have any fun time on those days either then. <laughs> no. No. So, uh, but uh, one thing that they used to do, some regions would actually have bonfires and you'd be driving along the autobahn and you'd look in these fields and there would just be huge, huge bonfires ready to, to go. They throw sort of stuffed straw and large wooden wheels uh, on Easter Sunday and then they kind of set it all on fire and oh, wow. let it run down a hill. So we have our cheese rolling. They have fire wheels. <laughs> I think I'd take cheese rolling. Yeah. Oh, we should totally do that one day. <laughs> yeah. We should go. We should go as um as the podcast, and we should take part in the uh, cheese rolling events in Dev. Is Devon, isn't it? Uh, there's also up north as well. Anywhere where there's hills. Oh, is there? Anywhere that there's hills and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of cheese, Grammit. That's it. Just uh, make sure the ambulance is on standby for all the broken bones. Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine us doing it with our pod- podcasting mics oh, oh, going, yeah. Hi, I'm Gemma. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to trip. Oh, we've tripped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> And then we become the victors because we're the only people that have actually caught it. That'd be amazing. Because <laughs> we put all the other people off by trying to interview them. <laughs> we should do it. it. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, we've totally uh, educated the listeners on on the Easter traditions and also given them a really good Easter recipe. So if you're not into lamb, have a good old rabbit stew. Yeah. <laughs> or a giant omelette, because that was another country that decided to do that yeah. as well. So, If you got a spare couple of thousand eggs. Yeah, it, well, it was uh, 4,500, and that was France. And did you know that what they would do in the morning, the family would actually prepare the eggs and then take the eggs to the square and then add, then each family would then add it to the pot? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I read that one earlier. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here's one I read earlier. <laughs> In my preparation. Oh, well, well, thank you ever so much. Even though I did scream no into the microphone, you know. I am deaf. I appreciate, I appreciate the fact that we, uh, you, you did some, you know, research on that topic. And obviously I did some research on that topic. And also my lesson is, I now need to share things with you guys so that <laughs> accidents like this doesn't happen again. <laughs> share, sh- share. What is this dirty word you speak of? Yeah, so that you know, so that accidents don't happen again. Uh, and talk about the same topics. So yeah, <laughs> I said, but your original plan was for us to all be surprised with with the content. So it's striking that balance. Yeah, that that is it, isn't it? That's kind of what I was uh, sort of going with. But yeah, I mean, these things are going to happen, isn't it? The I mean, the internet is only so big. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's only a big database of the same links repeated over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So then, about you, when I was researching, it was like going through the first five pages. It was the same, same stuff. The top nineteenth, the top yeah. ten. It's like uh, something because I thought ah, uh, you would probably you know would find the same topic. So I was, I was trying to get yeah. as deep as I could into the search. And it was still like the top 16 facts of Easter. Yeah. 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 Cause I really wanted to try and find like the darker side of the Easter bunny or something like that, you know, bring something a little bit dark to the podcast. Yeah. I just couldn't find anything. It was really boring. Yeah. And, yeah. but then I was also on my work computer. Yeah. So I don't want to delve too deep. <laughs> Well, that that would actually be for Halloween because yeah. Easter is the start of the the spring, so you've, it's all about renewal and growth. So you wouldn't find then anything dark; it would all be light about the renewal of life, anyway. Yeah. Before the Christians co-opted it with their, oh, Jesus died and then he rose. You know, it's like no. Yeah, and he pushed a giant stone. Yeah. On his own, even though he was skin and bones when he went That's in it. there. But he left oh. a shroud with his face on his bonnet, a tea towel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he left it in Turing because he was on holiday. Yeah. He also decided that he was staring so hard into a piece of toast that his reflection came out on it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's it. Sorry to any Christian listeners. <laughs> the thoughts... The thoughts of yes. Talking Cods Wallet podcast are our own. Yeah. Uh, we do value your opinion, yeah. and, but uh, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> we don't always need to offend. Take no. everything we say with a pinch of salt. <laughs> we just got very strong opinions about stuff that we have no knowledge yeah. about. <laughs> Basically, yeah. what we say is in ignorance. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, if anybody is offended by anything that we're saying, then we are sorry. But we do believe it. Just let us know and I'll sell flag drake down the street. (laughs) I believe some countries still do that, don't they, actually? That's one of the self-flagoration, you know, where they whip themselves walking down the street. Is that at this time of the year or is that another? Uh, I don't know, to be honest, so. I wonder what Google says. Yeah, have a Google. Uh, We can pause the show for a second. Do your call is important to us and your call will be answered shortly part of a religious ritual it doesn't seem to be any particular okay time of the year so it's any time that they feel that they've done bad or whatever yeah 
religious persecution, self-flagellation or the act of hitting oneself with a whip as part of a religious ritual may be debated as self-harm. People demonstrate the religious fervor and sought atonement for their sins by vigorously whipping, cutting and piercing themselves in public displays of penance. I tell you what, though, and this, again, this is just my opinion on this matter, but it's if if God, Jesus, the devil, all them, I mean the devil, obviously, uh, you know, kind of take that out of this sentence, really. But if they do all exist, which I don't know until I die, so I will uh, come back as a ghost and I'll tell you all, okay? Cheers. <laughs> On an episode, I'll edit it and then yeah. I'll release it, okay? <laughs> yeah. God exists, be good people. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like uh, white noise. So you'll have to listen very carefully, <laughs> okay? Yeah, and then play the episode yeah. backwards. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all the messages, it will be actually in that. Yeah, so if, if he, she, it does exist, then why would it, for people who actually so strongly believe in that being, why would they want you to hurt yourself just because you've done something, what you consider bad, but, most people would consider just mediocre. Like, you know, because most of the time it's like they may have, you know, they may have just walked in as somebody was having sex or whatever. Oh my God, I've got to whip myself, you know, because I've seen something that I'm not supposed to have seen or, you know, like it's not in my standard of a bad thing, like killing 20 people, killing, well, just one person. That's a bad thing you should definitely be whipped for. I think it's to beat the impurities out of you because you're supposed to be pure when you ascend yeah. upwards. Um, so I guess, I guess it stems from medieval times where they were a little bit weird and aggressive and a little bit fucked up like that. Mm. That's how they thought you would expunge the sins out of you through bleeding, through the blood. Everything was carried through the blood, diseases, everything. So that's why you had leeches sucking illnesses out of you and stuff like that. Yeah. Putting holes in your head to let the devils out. So, yeah, it would stem from that and just carried over over the centuries because people didn't have the common sense uh, to realise that wasn't the case. Uh, no, that was very ignorant of me to say that. But, no, that's where it stems from, the medieval times, really. Um, and it's to get the impurities out of your body. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, you could say it's just another yeah. form of fandom, extreme fandom. I was going to say, I'd never scar myself for uh, fandom, but then I've got an ant tattoo, so I guess I have. <laughs> yeah, you know, that I've got a sepulchre and a soul fly tattoo, you know, so... Oh, have you? Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. One on each arm. So, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, we all do bizarre things for fandom. Have you just got those two tattoos or, uh, I don't want to talk about religion anymore is what I'm trying to do now. So, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a barcode on my calf, on my right calf with uh, my date of birth. Does it actually scan? Uh, no, because the lines aren't straight. Oh. But if it was going to scan, it would have scanned 20 more lights. <laughs> That's all I had on me. <laughs> I went into a tattoo. So one of the Sepultura singles, um, the, the guy's got a, a barcode on his wrist or on his neck, and that's what I wanted. Right. And, and I kind of thought, well, perhaps not on my neck, not on my wrist, but on my calf instead, because then I can hide it. Yeah. So I went into the tattoo shop expecting them to have a barcode already. 
and they didn't. And the only thing I had on me was uh, 20 Marlboro Lights. So I had to run across the road to Staples and get that photocopied, blow that photocopy up, and then they stuck it on my leg, took the serial number off and replaced it with my date of birth. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That is actually kind of cool. Yeah. So, but the thing is, on my, because I've got nothing on my left calf, um, I really do want something on my left calf. Um, but how about a um, talking cods wallet logo? Yeah, no. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, I, I wear the t-shirt. That's, that's enough for me. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, hey? No, uh, that's, that's that's a hard pass from me. Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's, what? So, uh, yeah. So. You could you could permanently have some of my artwork. I could, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, all of my tattoos have a story. No, that's right. You know, yeah. so yeah, I'm exactly. So the same. my sepulture was when I it's the tribal S. So that's when I left my friends in Reading um, for the mm-hmm. first time, and then Soulfly when my dad and my grandfather died. And then the barcode when I left home. So my left is there for when I get married and have kids. Ah, okay. Because I've got stories for all of mine, really. Yeah, mine are kind of like, I've got a butterfly on my right wrist, which, to be fair, that tattoo was kind of like my trial one. So just to, so that I could know how to sort of look after it and things. But it's a butterfly. And to me, that symbolizes my, my gran. Yeah. And also a story of when I was a child, I went into a hospital. Can't remember if I've ever told this on the podcast, so apologies if I have repeated myself, but um, I went into hospital to have tonsils and anonoids taken out. And I was only about five or six. This Red Admiral butterfly came into the hospital with me, actually stayed on the window next to my bed the entire time that I was there. So I was there for a good like couple of days. And then when I actually left the hospital, the same butterfly actually followed me out. And it was, it's like a really surreal sort of like thing that actually happened. And it really, you know, like it's not just my childhood memory sort of remembering this. It's my mum remembers it as clearly as I do and, you know, kind of thing. So it's, it's butterfly sort of very symbolic kind of thing. Oh, wow. And I also, yeah, I also kind of associate a butterfly with my, my gran, but she hadn't passed away at that point. But I always imagine that if she was to ever come back as anything, she'd come back as a like a butterfly, you know? Oh. Yeah. So so that's that's why that one. Then I got my tattoo from my dad. It's uh an artist called Jasmine Beckett Griffiths, who does a load of uh I'm just looking over at her art at the moment because I've got a couple on my wall. They're kinda like pixie fairy type artwork. And she does little figurines and things like that as well. Um, but this one, you know, I had it sort of custom made. So I've got like cancer ribbon around me, uh, around the fairy. I've got like a little metal salute because it's me, you know, and it's, there's a lot of stuff involved in that, but that was going to, that was always going to be my tribute to him tattoo. Yeah. Because, well, because he hated tattoos. So I thought it'd be funny and ironic to get a tattoo. Uh, and then the other ones have just been kind of like, my TSD aunt tattoo done not because of fandom but because of the connections and the people and the happiness that the podcast brought me yeah you know it was uh you know like my mum said to me oh you're really going to regret that but I said no I'm never going to regret it because if it wasn't for Tell Steve Dave or Kevin Smith 
I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like James as well, and other people that I've like spoken to throughout that. So yeah, and that's you know the kind of why I got my leg one done, and obviously then final one was my podcast logo, which I'm I'm dedicated to get. But no, this is my baby. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to symbolise it. Yeah, excellent. So that in years to come, I can go. Yay! See this? I used to have a podcast once. <laughs> yeah, I'm 80 years old. I've got a fish tattoo on the arm. I can't remember what it meant because I've got, I've got dementia at this point. But you know, <laughs> it looks pretty. <laughs> it's more like a wrinkled trout at this point. <laughs> <laughs> trout pout and all. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know about you. Do you want to wrap up or is there any other topics that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, no, that's it from me. Okay, and that's it from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I think we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma. I've been Andy. And James has been absent. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Talking Codswallop. If you enjoyed this episode, why not go back and listen to the previous episodes? You can find Talking Codswallop on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Codswallop Pod. This podcast is available on Podbean, No Phony Podcast Network, iTunes, Stitcher and many other podcast mediums. Thank you for listening to our Codswallop.